if I accidentally start singing weird songs today, it's because I've been listening to the Starkid Christmas Carol. <laughs> and it's just all like 80s bops. We need to crunch my cough drop real quick. <laughs> I wondered if that's what that was. Tried to take it before we started, but you know. I ate boneless buffalo wings earlier and have like the worst heartburn now. Oh no. Oh, I don't like being old. Old ladies in their 30s complaining and Puff is like, <laughs> I'm so young. She She's the hair flip emoji. I wouldn't know. Yeah. No, but I, I have other problems. <laughs> like I'm like a little dizzy today, so All right. I'm a very welcome. old twenty six. Yeah, well Sorry, welcome to the old lady bitch squad. Um <laughs> uh, I forgot we were recording start. that. Let's let's not do that on the Yeah, let's yeah. start over. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, we're teammates. Oh my god. Uh this Damn. is being recorded December tenth. Uh I don't know what else to do for an intro. It's basically Hi, Christmas. Iris and Jess. Yeah, yeah. You've seen the memes. You've seen the memes. It's basically Christmas. No, it's December 10th. <laughs> no? Technically, oh, is, this is, is your from, Christmas episode. Is that from Community or something? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> if I was like, I've never seen it. Yeah, but the gifts are all over Tumblr. <laughs> no, it's not our Christmas episode. Didn't you say we we're going to record in like a week and then and then another yeah. two weeks? Yeah, but okay, so recording update. We're going to record today, and this one will come out next Saturday. And then we'll record next weekend, but that's going to come out the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Oh, okay. My math was messed up. That way we're no, no, still on schedule. No, no, the math is perfectly correct, but we're not going to make Jess do all the editing. Gotcha. Um, I see, I see. Over Christmas because we love we love Jess and we would never <laughs> mm-hmm. do that. I mean, her. Jess put her foot down and said no, thank you. <laughs> we, we, we like and not because we were like, oh, Jess, you should do this. No, she's <laughs> no. Like, I'm gonna preemptively put my foot down. Exactly. Okay. But um, yeah, sp- so this is basically your Christmas episode, even though we don't like really don't really have any Christmas content. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Ugh. I'm a Grinch. <laughs> Yeah, Puff announced like, she's a Grinch. There's two little Christmassy themed things in our. My favorite Christmassy themed bit is uh, Jeff Skinner's Gold Song. Yes. I For those of you who haven't heard it, um, last year Jeff Skinner's Gold Song was Party in the USA. It was amazing. This season, Jeff Skinner's goal song is I Want to Dance with Somebody. It's amazing. And then he scored. And then suddenly it was All I Want for Christmas is You. And it was amazing. By Mariah Carey. By Mariah Carey, naturally. I I love how hard he goes on the goal songs. I just, yeah. No, I didn't like, it's so weird for somebody to switch their goal song mid-season. And I mean, obviously he's only doing it for Christmas, but yeah. I think that the teams that do individual ones should do it more often. Yeah. Me too. I like it. But did this happen in the like in in the uh Sabres game, the one that no, it didn't. Oh, was that the one it... Jess was at? No, because Jess wasn't the one in Columbus. So it <laughs> the wouldn't Pittsburgh have the one? I was trying to oh, figure right, out which game would... it would have to be a home game to play his song, yeah. right? I was like, Jess, did you hear this? Were you there? And I'm like, no, no. that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. Jess was at the 
other Sabres game. Please tell us about that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, no, I had a lot of fun. So I took my mom. It was her first NHL game. Like she's been to some Comets games before, but she's never been to an NHL game. So we drove to Columbus on Tuesday. Uh, honestly, um, what what a game. Wednesday. To be her first what NHL game. game. And it was funny because she like did her little research before the game and she was telling me on the drive there that whatever article she read said that um, both teams have really kind of shitty defense right now, which is true, and that it would probably be a high scoring event. And little did she know. <laughs> I don't think she anticipated it being that high scoring, but yeah. So Tage Thompson got a hat trick to start. Uh, in the I first period, the, I looked up at the score scoreboard and I was like, "Okay, maybe this period's almost over." There were seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. That was how quick he got the hat trick, and I'm pretty sure that was on their fourth goal. Like somebody else had also scored. Oh my god, it was rough. Um, they started Corpy, but pulled him halfway through the first period. Put Elvis in. And then put Corpy back in for the third period. So they really didn't know what oh, yeah. to do with this their is, goalie this situation. Is the vintage, this is the vintage um, 10-7 Detroit, like Toronto-Detroit game type of uh, thing. I think they did, like, they pulled Nadelkovich and then put him back in later. Like, that sort of thing. Oof. Yeah, Tage Thompson ended with five goals, which is the most that anyone has ever scored against Columbus. Uh, before so he broke that little record if he had gotten six he would have set or either tied or set an nhl record which i would have uh, tied an nhl record the record was six i don't think anybody's ever gotten seven seven. i think it was six oh is it i'm pretty sure we were we were saying like if he gets seven he breaks the record that's yeah i'll double check that might be it yeah but um, speaking as someone who has Tage Thompson in fantasy, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Tom I was looking. Shot. It was absolutely like, oh my god, like a fifty-plus point night for him. Fifty-seven so. points in fantasy, insane. But insane. no, it was a good game. I mean, I was mostly wanting to go because of uh, Owen Power and Ken Johnson. I wanted to see them reunited because um, Owen Power didn't go on the trip. Preseason, so he wasn't there uh, yeah. we went, when we went to that game. Um, they did not interact on the ice. They, I have so yes, many videos did. of them. Well, we'll get to that, but I have so many uh-huh. videos of them like skating the opposite way close to center ice, but like not getting close to each other at all. Uh, so it almost felt like they were like actively avoiding each other during warm ups. Um, it was kind of funny. Like, I don't know you during the game. Yeah. Uh, Kent then... did try to uh, lay a hit on Owen. Uh, he tried very <sighs> hard. He should was... know that Where he was cannot that do that. About it? What was that tweet thread about it? It was so <laughs> it funny. Was... What did the reporter say? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Michigan on Michigan violence. And then the other reporter was like, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. But to call it violence would be a bit <laughs> An much. exaggeration or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I did get to see. Um, so Sean Crowley had himself a night of penalties, like ended up being 
like 10 minute misconduct ejected from the game, but I think had gotten to 18 penalty minutes. Wow. And one of them was Owen Power just riling him up about something. And uh, it looked like Sean Crowley like tried to take Owen down too and like had him on his knees for a minute. Um, And everyone was like, oh my God, how could he go after this rookie who didn't even want to fight blah 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 but then oh, the i was really close to. well i was really close to the benches so owen powers back at the sabers bench before they put him in the penalty box and dude is beaming like he has got <sighs> the biggest smile so whatever he was doing whatever shit was on purpose was yeah <laughs> he could not have been more pleased with himself everyone's like oh my god owen power may be big but he's all innocent and shy and adorable and then owen power's like i'm <laughs> gonna stir not. some shit <laughs> i love that so yeah it was a fun game my mom enjoyed herself she's kind of a goofball and she's super outgoing so like sporting events are perfect for her um she waved at one of the columbus assistant coaches as they came out for warm-ups and the guy just like smiled back at her and i was like oh my god oh my god mom <laughs> it really like felt like one of those moments but we had fun that's always good despite the score it was a lot of fun despite the cannon how she handle <laughs> she did cannon? cover her ears every time the cannon went off which like <laughs> i don't blame her it is loud how far were you from yeah. it this time? Um, so we were like behind the benches and the cannon is at like the corner. Uh, yeah, to that's our not bad. Left. No, I would never take I, anyone and sit below the cannon. No. Yeah. I saw tweets like uh, the Blue Jackets played the Flames recently last night. And uh, Julian McKenzie, one of the athletic reporters for the Flames, he was apparently sitting a little bit too close to the cannon and he posted like a little video of himself reacting. It was very funny. <laughs> he was not expecting that one. <sighs> I always love that. Uh, have you ever gone by and looked at the cannon? Because I don't know if they still have this, but they used to have like a poster full of quotes about guys around the league complaining about it. Oh, do they? Yeah, no, Whenever... like they, I don't know if they do anymore, but they used to have like Robert Luongo. They used to have like, I fucking hate that thing, Robert Luongo. Remind me in January and I'll try to look. Every time we've walked past, there's always uh, like a line of people waiting to take pictures with it. So we okay. never get close, yeah. but I will next time and look. No, I, I don't care about the canon itself. I'm just like, I want to know if they still have the quote. Yeah, yeah. that was I'm very curious. But, but where do we even start after okay, this? Okay, well. Like, so, speaking of Tage Thompson, NHL legend, we also have Mitch Marner, NHL legend, and I, I guess awesome. Jason Robertson, NHL rec- legend. So, yeah, yeah, they had matching point streaks, um, almost matching point streaks going up against each other. No, no, uh, that- Jason Robertson had like the the goals. Uh, he had the most goals in the league. He beat Connor McDavid, yeah. and then I think he, oh. I think then I think he didn't have them for a while. Maybe he had matching point. No, he did have matching point streaks. I, you're yeah, right. You're like correct. Mitch Sorry. More game like they had like twenty game no, point streaks going eighteen games or something going. Yeah, and then um, Robertson and didn't then, keep it going in the Leafs versus Stars game. No, because Matt Murray shut them the fuck out. Yeah, but Mitch Marner had it going. So does he still have it going? He still has it going. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's now 21 um, games. We're playing the Flames tonight. We'll see 21 games. 
which is at least a franchise record. I don't know that it's a it is NHL a franchise record. record. It's not an NHL record. Okay, the NHL record is like twenty six. It's Patrick Kane, I think. Wow. Um, and that broke against I think the Avs, and I know, I know this because I read or something or saw a video about Gabe Landeskog like saving the goal puck or the game puck from the game that they ended Patrick Kane's point streak. Like that's so petty. I, I love, love it. That. Yeah. And I mean, this happened like during, I think during the dark times for the Avs. So valid. If that's something you can cheer for. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he's at 21 game. Uh, he's at 21 games now. Um, so uh, the Leafs record was 18. And they were like, uh, when at that game, he they were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it was like a playoff rematch. And uh, Stamkos at one time also had an 18-game point streak. So they asked him about it. And apparently, um, he was going to be playing Toronto, and his sticks magically disappeared when they got to Toronto. Happened, like, in the airport, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so like, wild. it wasn't the other team sabotaging them. It was fans. It was Toronto. literally just random, like, TSA people. Yeah, no, the- Toronto is... Intense about hmm. hockey. Yeah, they did it to Stamkos. They did it to Martin St. Louis once upon a time, too. Like, Toronto gets intense, y'all. It's surprising mm. to me that Toronto, being, like, the hockey hub that it is, doesn't just build themselves a special airport that's only for hockey players. <laughs> I think it's too much I money. mean, if any, if any city <laughs> would, it would be Toronto. Right? They might have their own, like... Like, not not their own airport, but you know how, like, there's, like, uh, loading wings or whatever? Maybe they have, like, a oh, yeah. like one, one plane. Areas. Yeah, oh, one yeah. deep plane area that's just for hockey players or something. That wouldn't surprise me. If it's, yeah. like, this pro. gate is just for NHL. Pro-athlete yeah. gate. Pro-athletes. Yeah, because they've also got the Blue Jays and the Raptors, and they're also pretty intense about those. Although it's yeah. not the same level as the Leafs at all. Yeah. Canada gets intense about hockey. Yep. But I mean, Canada also has some some fun narratives for hockey. Because last year at the draft, the Habs got to pick first overall. Last year at the draft, everyone thought that they were going to pick Shane Wright. Last year at the draft, they did not pick Shane Wright, and Shane Wright dropped to fourth overall to the Seattle Kraken. Um Shane Wright started out in the NHL. Was a healthy scratch. Wasn't a healthy scratch again. Got sent down to the AHL. Lit it the fuck up in the AHL. And got called back up just in time to play the Habs. What does he do during this game? He scores his first NHL goal against the Habs. I mean, How that's... How did they that, like, magical timing? So, like, they send him down... Just for his conditioning stint, get him called back up for what one or two games before he yeah. leaves for World World Juniors. Now that he's I finally going, much, I think pretty much just the Habs game, and after that they were like, "Yeah, we loaned him to World Juniors." <laughs> yeah, it's just like how is how the timing perfect for the Habs game to be there? Like, yeah. what is that luck? I feel I feel like like they must have planned part of that at least, like. I don't think they did. I think they just needed they, they him. They planned that just... healthy scratching so perfectly that they could send him down for a couple of games 
before World Juniors. I'm not sure they planned the Habs part of that. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I agree but, with that. Uh, they definitely planned that very, very carefully. And the fact that it worked out with the Habs game and that he scored his first NHL goal there, it was beautiful. I love me some narrative, and that was delicious. It was good. Did it happen in Seattle or did it happen in Montreal? Oh. I'll remember. check. I feel like it Ooh. was Seattle, but I don't know for sure. It might have been Seattle because I think the crowd was so fucking loud. It would have been more satisfying if it was in yeah. Montreal. It No, it was in Seattle, sadly for you, but... That's okay. Still happy for him. Yeah. I'm glad that he's actually going to World Juniors. It was so, like, half of one day you would hear reporters talk about, oh, he's definitely not going. And then an hour later, it's like, oh, well, he might go. And then it was not yeah. going, going, so... Yeah, nice to I'm see that he's, he's at camp now. Yeah, and he gets to have you know fun with players his age and gets to dominate at that level, and that should be fun. I love that we just have we have no fun segues today for you. We're all just gassed. We are probably <laughs> almost as gassed as Jack Hughes was after playing a six-minute shift. Six Just minutes. Why? Last night, um, for me, last night the um the Devils played the Islanders. Uh, they lost that game, which is very rare for the Devils this season. Uh, and then the last seven and a half minutes of that game, Jack Hughes played last eight minutes of that game. Jack Hughes played one six-minute shift and one shift of a minute and a half. He played like seven and a half out of the last eight minutes. He set the record for the longest shift. Six minutes and like what two seconds? It's yeah. So ridiculous. at that point, they had pulled their goalie, and like you said, there was like seven minutes left in the game. Yeah, and <clears throat> the Islanders kept icing it, so it kind of worked out that he was getting these consistent little breaks, which allowed yeah. him to stay out on the ice that long. Yeah, and then maybe uh, like a- still... another, another like um timeout or like a commercial break or that's ridiculous and i feel like we've been seeing more of these like three four minute shifts lately i saw another Um, ovechkin played like the entire five minute power play last 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 night or night before yeah Uh, no what's surprising to me is that it's from forwards like we're used to kind of long shifts from defensemen but it's not really a thing we see from forwards as much so i feel like that's what's mostly surprising about it like i know during the oilers playoff run darnell nurse had like a ridiculously long shift yeah like that was like i don't know that was not that atypical Hmm. yeah but then we had leon reisettel with like a four and a half minute shift We've had Ovechkin now play like an almost five minute shift. Jack Hughes playing six minutes. I think Matthew Kachuk played like in that one of the latest Panthers games. He played like three, three and a half minutes because there was a power play and they just didn't get him off the ice at all. I'm just like, uh-huh. there's carrying a team and then there's carrying a team. Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that might make people get a little um, annoyed, pesky, <laughs> annoying. <laughs> might might make people want to slam some sticks out of players' hands or um, annoy a goaltender. Puff, stop me if you know where I'm going with this. I I, I was not going to stop you, but I do know where you're going with it. I was mm-hmm. just going to let you keep going. 
I mean, I can keep going about this forever. Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> pest era. <laughs> I enjoy I mean, it. Like, like, I know after, it's an after asshole. slapping the stick out of Truba's hands, he got into it with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, like, I enjoy it. I know it's an asshole move, and, like, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't like it if it was from someone not on my team, but oh, I'm like, definitely I enjoy this. So I'm like, funny. He, he's being, like, such a, like a... Little shit, affectionate. Yeah, he's being such a little yeah. shit. I feel like he picked the best goalie to do that against, though. That's oh, true. yeah, Flower would fight to fight back, like, Well, and Flower's right also not gonna get that mad about it. Like, yeah, he's, he's gonna act funny. like he's mad and Oh, he's gonna fight back, helmet, and then he's but... gonna giggle about it, yeah. Yeah, like, he's not gonna take it that seriously. Yeah. No. As opposed was... to, like, if he had done it to, Jordan know, Bennington. Who's a hot-headed goalie, yeah. Speaking of Jordan Bennington... After trying to lay a hit on Eric Stahl and failing and getting trucked by Eric Stahl. No, was it Eric Stahl? It was Jordan Stahl. My bad. Jordan. Trying to hit Jordan Stahl and then getting hit by Jordan Stahl. Um, Bennington decided it would be really fun to punch Jason Zucker in the face. Oh, yeah. With his blocker. like With his blocker. These are two different games, though, because Jordan Stahl is yeah, it was on the two different games. It was like okay. literally, I think like one game. I get, first they had the game against the Hurricanes, and like the Blues weren't doing so so well because he only does this when the Blues aren't doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that happened. Then like one game after or two games after, he they play Penguins, and um, yeah, it was literally yeah, the next they're game. they're down three nothing at that point. Like the Pens have already scored three goals on Bennington. He's not playing very well. And when Zucker comes in behind the net, naturally he's just like, ah, oh, let me just lash out and punch him in the face. Um, Which I don't believe he got a penalty for on the play, no, even though he should have. Did it get reviewed? I think yep. he got a suspension or something for it, didn't no, he? No, 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 no. So after that, Jason Zucker scores, and he just like, that's for nothing. Bennington gets pulled. He start, He goes off, starts yelling at the Penn's bench, like going off at them, like being completely like unsportsmanlike. So he gets a match misconduct or like a 10 minute major, like... He gets a 10-minute penalty for, for unsportsmanlike behavior. You can see Jason Zucker, like, sitting on the bench going, like, like making a hilarious face. Please look at the picture. Like, I cannot describe it to you properly. Um, He does not get a suspension. He just gets a 10-minute misconduct for it, by the way. But it was just, like, he does not get a penalty for punching someone in the face. And then he the guy, you know, gets his revenge on the score sheet, which is what you're supposed to do according to all the old hockey men. Um, and then Bennington acts like a little asshole about it. Well, a big asshole, actually, but you know. <laughs> yeah, all because he was getting pulled and he was mad about it. Deservedly getting pulled because four, four goals against, like, mm-hmm. My favorite part, though, was that that was the same game. So Thomas Grice comes out to replace him. Oh, God, yeah. And is sk- skating into the crease and just wipes out on oh, nothing. Oh, my wipes out. Mm. <laughs> so funny. Like, people were still processing the Bennington, like, <laughs> getting dragged off screaming bit. And then Thomas Grice wipes out, like, into the goal. And it's just, oh, man. Uh, it, uh, good moment that's what happens to goalies when when you you don't you aren't nice that's what we call karma and then we have goalie karma going the other way with uh coach logan thompson uh logan thompson my precious precious goalie child with the las vegas golden knights apparently uh figured out that 
they were going into a shootout, and he st- he like okay made a save and flashed a number to the bench. So he went like forty three to the bench to signal like okay you got to put Paul Cotter out there as the next shooter, mm-hmm. and they did. And Paul Cotter Paul Cotter won them the game, which is like like nice. that is like badass. Like that's like I think Was that's really the... cool when goalies are like they see the game so well. Yeah. No, and Was I think this the same game as the Logan Thompson, um, like, oh shit moment? Or was that a different game? It might have been, because that was about, a, like, a, a power play in, in overtime, so... Mm-hmm. There was asked another him, thing like, about Thompson, but I don't remember what it was now, but there was another yeah, that thing was, about him giving oh, really shit. good advice. Oh, fuck, what was it? Hold on. Oh, I thought it was the oh shit thing. No, there was something Because they asked else. him, like, how did, what, did, what, what, what went through your head when you saw you got, uh, you had to kill off a penalty in overtime, and he just said, oh shit. Which is no, there there was something else relatable. where he gave like good like hockey insight, but I don't remember what it was now. Hmm. Hold on. I'm gonna check um Yeah, Jesse you, you check that because I'm just thinking about the other uh, Vegas coach, uh, Coach Little John. Oh, here <laughs> it is. Mark Stone confirmed during the intermission that Logan Thompson told him to shoot five hole on Skinner on the penalty shot. Uh, oh, which is yeah. why Stone was pointing at Thompson on his way back to the bench after scoring. This was on wow. November 19th. You need he to give him so an assistant coach title, I think. Yeah. yeah. Pay, him, pay him double. I don't care. Yeah. I think that's really cool when goalies, you know, or when players just like, hey, I noticed this little thing. You can mm-hmm. Isn't he still considered it. like a NHL rookie too? He is a rookie. Because he was, was his rookie, of the rookie season. He was rookie of the month in November. Like, which is so funny. I feel like I've been hearing about him forever just because of us having like our connection to Vegas in their pipeline. Oh, yeah. We've never had yeah. him. Um, but like I've heard his name so much yeah. that I feel like he's been around. Well, now he's a big- he also had a really great time on the playout run, well, the, the run last year up until when Vegas was trying to qualify for the playoffs. They didn't mm-hmm. end up making it, but he had a few games in there, but it didn't qualify as his rookie season because I think yeah, that was yeah. when Robert Leonard was injured. And then we yeah. like weren't sure. It was like Schrodinger's injury with Robert Leonard. We weren't sure if he was yes. <laughs> Schrodinger's yeah. goalie. Yeah. Oh, that was a mess. The Vegas goalie situation is still like technically their top two is out, but then again, Logan Thompson outplayed Brossois so badly that Brossois now in the minors. Is he really? Who's their other goalie? Aiden Hill. Oh, I should. Which known I that. did not I expect game last night. I forgot that he was there. Yeah, I keep forgetting that he's there. I'm just like, it's just Logan Thompson holding down the fort. And I'm like, oh, that's not possible. I like one of their other AHL goalies. Um, his name's Yuri Patera. He played in Fort Wayne for a while. Yeah. And he's with the Silver Knights right now. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he was like the fourth goalie last year or something. It was like crazy. Well, I was going to do a jersey segment and we didn't have enough jersey content. So I figured we just have a bit of a talk about the incredible Oilers jerseys. No, there was some recent Vegas jerseys too that were special. I, that I, I Did I forget to put that in the thread? Yeah, we didn't have them in the thread. So oh, okay, didn't. hold on. Let me, I'll be right back. <laughs> I like the Oilers ones though. They're like the little, it's a turtle, right? Yeah. It's yeah, the indigenous celebration jerseys. Was that what they're called? Yeah. I think so. Indigenous celebration night jerseys. They were incredible. 
What I really I like is something... how the... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, what I really like is how the orange goes with it because Orange Shirt Day in Canada is uh, about uh, recognizing the, uh, like, the the indigenous... The things that uh, indigenous people have gone through in Canada, mostly residential schools, but it's really just about yeah. honoring that in general, I believe. So I don't know. Oh, I that thought makes that was sense. nice. Yeah, it ties in really nicely with the other colors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about the whole Turtle Island thing um, and, like, the symbolism with that before yeah. this jersey. So it was kind of neat to, like, learn more about that. I saw them put out something about it when they wore the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just, you know, it's not just the, you know, look at this cool jersey or look at this. But it's also the the educational and like, hey, we're we're asking for donations or we're. I I thought the same thing about. I'm gonna get us slightly off track. The same thing about the uh, Jack Eye um, Movember Twitter thread that you posted. <laughs> Is it was oh, super I found funny. it. It was sorry. Um, for the uh Vegas the Vegas jersey, they had a Hispanic night jersey. Oh yeah, they um, do that. I will. Oh. Yeah, I will drop. Oh, and they tweeted there. everything and like there were the tweets were like half in Spanish too that night oh that's nice yeah okay sorry you were saying help me because i don't speak spanish but yeah yeah i don't speak spanish either you were saying about jack eye with the mustache yeah so i was i was getting us a little bit off track it's fine um but uh, like the 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 link between like it's super funny but also we need to get your attention on a very serious issue um Jess actually brought this in. I was hoping maybe Jess would would want to talk about this because we know Jess loves loves Wi-Fi. My Habs boys, yeah. So it was um, November twenty eighth. They had posted this whole thread, and it started with scroll up to the original tweet. Like for every fifty likes, we'll make yeah yeah. So for every fifty likes, this tweet gets, we'll make Arbor Jack guy's mustache bigger, and it's just like a picture, like a headshot picture. And it is just a whole series of them extending his mustache. Um, it just gets bigger and bigger until you can't even see him anymore. It becomes basically a little Loch Ness mustache monster. Uh, and then it ends with... It just takes with, over the world. Yeah, so it ends with, well, that was silly, but let's get serious for a sec. The three biggest health issues facing men today are largely preventable. And then it links to the Movember Canada page to learn more or donate so it was a nice way for them to like have fun and get people's attention on something that is a really serious thing um yeah so it's just something i, I like the way they did that i really did and the photoshops are great i oh yeah looking at all of them yeah i'm i'm gonna turn this around uh, something that is really silly but is taking very very seriously also has to do with hair, Roman Yossi. Oh, I was like, where are you going? No, with I didn't this? know where she was going with this either. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to see. If you know. I was like, um, like so uh, okay. Where are we going with this? Um, yeah, um, Nashville is currently in mourning. Um, <laughs> still, still. Um, well, they are in mourning because they just lost to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, but. Yeah, I think like the the game before this, he done the after game interview and he had this like fluffy hair and it looked incredible because he's Roman Yossi and he always looks incredible, which is like not fucking mm-hmm. fair. And then he, I think he cracked a joke then about cutting his hair, and then he cut his hair and literally 
the Preds Twitter did that um, Tampa Bay Lightning getting swept statement. Like, we know you. It was so funny. <laughs> Let me just find it real quick. And this is like supreme, like Twitter parody shit. We don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. And then you see a picture of Roman Yossi after his haircut. And it's just, it's so funny. And then they follow that up with a very serious, very serious interview with Roman Yossi about this haircut. My favorite part is when she says, I just have one thing to ask you. How dare you? (laughs) I love Kelly Kapoor on them. And I loved it. And like he, like I love that Roman Yossi was just like okay I'm gonna play along with it like he fully played along with it he went for it the whole way it was very funny it's just one of my favorite funny social media bits of these. Past I'm not gonna of lie so like I liked the long fluffy hair on him it looks yeah. very very good uh, yeah. it makes him look really young again not that he's old yeah. or anything but mm-hmm. the picture of him with the short hair you can see the little like gray Pearl. speckles he has in his oh, hair yes. and i i like it a lot it's working for him oh yeah you couldn't see it when his hair was long and fluffy that's true which is just like not fair that he can look great both ways oh yeah i know right <laughs> it's not fair um speaking of people uh looking great this is from the uh, also from the social media um segment um Dan Vladar's fiance lost a bet and had to wear his goalie mask out to the grocery store. I, I just, uh, I laughed so hard when I saw that. Just like she's just like, there's a pic. It's just a picture of her like in her regular clothes, holding like a little basket in the grocery store with a goalie mask on. Like, what do people, <laughs> like what what do the people of Calgary <laughs> think when they see I that? I would love to know. Like, if you just yeah. like walked in. It's like a Tuesday morning, and there she is. Yeah. Let me just stop it, you know. Let me just grab some food real quick before I what the... Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know who she was, it'd probably be weird. If you were, like, her neighbor and you knew who she was, you'd probably be like, yeah. okay. And then just, like, move on with your life. Yeah, True. Like, this is... He's the, he's the backup goaltender, though. He's been outplaying Markstrom lately, but, like... They're not big names at all. Like he's not like so. People you, would just be you like, underestimate a- how intense Calgary is. Like, but like, like okay, some people sure, but like everyone. Not not everyone, but I'm. On a I mean, like their local. But I mean, like their local neighbors. If they go to the same grocery store, yeah. like they're they're like they're gonna know who they are, right? So I'm like, yeah. they'll probably not question that. But if it's people who don't yeah, know who they are, they'll probably be like, what? Underneath the goalie mask, would you even like? Well, but who took the picture? I'm assuming it was Dan Vladar. Yeah, probably. I, I assume so. <laughs> yeah, so I assume that she, yeah that they were going together and not just her and her friend and her friend being like, I don't know you. <laughs> it also just like she looks so funny. I yeah. don't know, just like the like you said, the contrast of her being in the regular clothes and it makes yeah. her look so tiny with that giant helmet on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tiny. Cole Caulfield. <laughs> Someday I'm going to go through and listen to all of our episodes and pick out every time we've used a similar segue to that to talk about Cole Caulfield. Like how, how many, many times, times we've called him short or a child. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
<sighs> Watch us get like a cease and desist at some point from Cole Caulfield. Like, stop. You know what? Me, I would Queenie. print it out and frame yeah. it in my room. <laughs> oh, me too. Are you kidding? That would be a highlight. Uh, we would put Does that, that mean we have his autograph? <clears throat> oh, like, maybe. Or I think it maybe gets, gets signed by his lawyer. But also, we would put that in the pod description. The only pod to get a cease and desist from Cole Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Uh, I think we found yeah, our episode so title. Posted- um, they they posted his Spotify wrapped, uh, which is just oh, my thing. iPad won't open the link, but it's Taylor Swift's twenty two over and over. Yeah, this is TikTok, so and good. they asked him about like what would his goal song be. It's automatic. They should Wait, let him have that. Is does that mean he's twenty two years old in twenty twenty two? I don't know when he was born. His number is twenty two, but yeah, I think oh, he's number twenty two next year. Oh, okay. Let me just really I say I'm gonna look really quick, but I'm pretty sure he's twenty one. Oh, he, he's yeah, twenty one now. 22. January second, two thousand yeah, on January second, twenty twenty three, he'll turn twenty two. Oh, so close. So yeah, Man, so close. What a bummer. Yeah. Cole, come on, buddy. <laughs> this is how we get the cease and desist, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Montreal needs to get on that. Let him have his own goal goal song. Let it be twenty two. We have some more Montreal content, Jess. Maybe not social media content, but let's 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 have a little Montreal moment. We do. We have a very smart Montreal player. Oh yeah, Jonathan Kovacevic. Kovacevic. Kovacevic, I presume. He has a civil engineering degree. Yeah. He got so... it while playing in the AHL, which is like mind blowing to me. Yeah, he promised his parents um, that. After turning pro, he would still finish his degree, and he did. That's awesome. Like, I mean, we, we've talked about hockey players finishing their degrees before, but I feel like they're all usually, like, 30, 35, and they're like, oh, yeah, I took 10 years to finish my degree. Nope. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's super young, um, yeah. but he's definitely not that old. Didn't he score his, like, first NHL goal recently? Yeah, I think just this past week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I, I like I've how. seen that, and then I saw I saw that, and I was like, "Hey, I've seen this name before. He has a degree." And I was like, "So proud of myself for knowing something about this random NHL player." Yeah, I didn't include. I guess I didn't include the first goal, but yeah, he did get it just the other day. But what you did include was the uh, Caden Gooley returns to Edmonton article. Yes, that was so cute. So he is an Edmonton Edmonton boy. And um, they played back in Edmonton. It was his first time back playing there uh, as an NHL player. And there was this really good athletic article. Um, yeah, he used to play for the Oil Kings in the WHL. Yeah, yeah. so well. it talked about him. He went to an Oil Kings game while he was there. And I think the part I liked the most was talking about his parents, though. Um, so he had like offered to get them all tickets for the Habs Oilers game. And his dad was just like, no, like, you're not buying the tickets. I'll buy them. So still just treating him like a normal dude, not, you know, a big shot hockey player. It's so cute because he's probably making way more money than his dad. (laughs) Uh Right. Well, and like, I'm very curious as to whether these guys, like, do they even pay for the tickets that they give people or are they like comped tickets? They they get a certain amount of comps, I think, but... Remember yeah. uh, last year we talked about that Stars player getting scratched even though he bought like an entire family tickets? 
and he like oh, had to yeah. borrow money from one of his teammates. That's how I know this. Gotcha. But yeah, the article is very cute. It talks about like what he was most excited about going back. It wasn't, you know, a restaurant or anything. It wasn't his friends or his family. And it was just that he would be able to be uh, in the same place as the Oil Kings, see his friends and teammates play again. Um, that was what he was most excited about. So it's so cute. He just loves his old boys. Speaking of the boys, I don't even know. We have multiple like the boys things going on right now. <laughs> where where do we want to start? One of the things I loved about the boys is uh, the Flyers boys aka uh james van reemsyke and scotty lawton um so the flyers have done this thing this year where they've asked every one of their players to uh support or like um you know stand behind this charity like pick a charity and like this is the charity you are you know representing this year and uh so i think i think this is related to that um, Scott Lawton and James and Reemsdyke started their own charity and it's called Flyers Pride and it involves um, like supportive people uh, from the LGBTQ community people who get invited to games who you know really get involved in in the Flyers hockey and it was, I just thought it was really great I think you were the one who initially um, brought that to us Jess yeah, I couldn't find a whole lot of information about it other than this one tweet. Um, but yeah. yeah, Flyers Pride Initiative that they started together. Um, so Scott Lawton's brother is an out gay man. Um, so he's always been very vocal and supportive. Um, and JVR has always been, I think, the hockey is for everyone. Like, he's always been play. the spo- he's been, yeah. Yeah, the spokesperson for that for, for a long time. So yeah, they haven't like really here. talked about yeah. like you talked about the whole charity thing where they were each going to pick one. I yeah. haven't heard anything about that since they said they no. were doing it. Um, exactly. So I was like, oh, where where's the follow-up flyers? And then this yeah. came out and figured this is follow-up? Maybe. I have no idea if it's related to I hope to it, it is, not. but I hope there's but, more to come. But yeah, hopefully we get more information about it and what they're doing. Oh, do you want to talk about the newest Flyers uh, player? Yeah, fin- finally they they finally got someone TK's own size. Uh, another <laughs> they fun signed size like player. a nine year old for two two day contract. Yeah, does that so clarify? A... Uh, does that qualify as child labor? <laughs> Depends on if they're paying him or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was very cute. Um, I saw the video uh, that came with that and. Like TK being very adamant now. No, I'm on Zach's team. It's Zach and me, and it was Aww. it's very cute. And this kid, like, he was having the time of his life, and due to like medical reasons, he hadn't been able to skate very much. So it was a lot for him. But he was having a great time, and he was having so much fun. And you know, he got to go into the tunnel and high five everyone, and he got to do a full practice with them or like parts of it anyway. And he got to you know shoot pucks at Carter Hart, and I'm sure Carter Hart made some dramatic movements the same way he did for little Bo Hayes. So it was very fun and it was very cute. Yeah. So he's a make a wish kid. Um, He had a liver transplant recently. Um, 
but it's nice to see that like the Make-A-Wish kids are getting back into it and they're able to get back and do stuff with the teams again. We haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I feel like now I'm suddenly seeing like a ton of these. Like I think the Sens had a couple of of kids over for like sled hockey and a a bunch of things. And and then I think the Ducks a while ago had some kid from Make-A-Wish over and and like I love that they're you know getting back into this and and doing these charities again and uh, so recently I saw Connor McDavid uh, supporting the Ben Stelter Fund which is a, a charity that recently started that yeah I saw uh, that too was recently started in honor of Ben Connor made a huge donation to it and uh, did a little video um, calling attention to it so that's really nice I I, I like that when the when the when the boys are are going for for charity stuff and and be doing these like really nice things and like like this uh, even this this other story that we uh we're going to talk about uh, Wayne Simmons and Isaiah Meyer Crothers is that the name Did I pronounce it correctly mm-hmm. I'm sorry yep. um so um we don't want to get into the whole Mitchell Miller signing with the Bruins we don't want to talk about that but the best part of that is that um Isaiah is getting some positive attention out of this that he uh as a young man of color uh got to hang out with Wayne Simmons who is a delight and they got to go to a game and and just that sort of thing that's that always makes me happy to see that yeah yeah they celebrated his 21st birthday together and then he went to the Leafs Red Wings game the next day so and this one didn't even turn into a 10-7 blowout. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wayne Simmons is just such a good guy. And kudos to him for, for doing this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the Brandon Wheat Kings. Oh, yeah. Well, we can do that next. Because they... Well, that's sort of Oilers adjacent. So one of the Oilers uh, prospects, Jake Chiasson, he was involved with this. So the Brandon Wheat Kings... Um, a few, four different players. I'm sorry, I don't remember all of their names. Um, all they, part of the team leadership, basically. Yeah, no, they uh, they were, were they on a team bus? Were they driving? I don't remember. No, they were just driving in one of their cars. Okay, I thought they were just driving, and then they saw a man on a bridge, and so they turned around, pulled over, went back to him, and they asked, they like started talking to him. He he said he wasn't doing well. He was, um. He, he was considering taking his life and so then they called for help and they got him like um, assistance and support which is really good and they stayed with him and they talked to him and they made him feel yeah. less alone and it was just mm-hmm. a really heartwarming story mm-hmm. it's yeah, nice so they see, were like, actually leaving like a volunteer thing um, that they were doing together at Samaritan House um, so that's where they had been coming from when all of this happened. But it's it's nice to see like junior hockey players being, you know, doing good things instead of all the mm-hmm. hockey Canada bad things we've heard. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And I like it when, when hockey players use their powers for good on any level. Like even like <laughs> we know we know I don't care about the lightning. Uh we know Puff loves Pad Maroon. There's 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 a vague Oilers connection in it, Puff for you <laughs> yeah um i i people have probably heard that jack adwards on the bruins feed made some like shitty body shaming comments about pat maroon we're not going to get into that we don't want to give that any more discussion um but 
what Pat Maroon did about it was the really cool part. And he donated money to charities, helping people with mental health issues um, in Jack Edwards's name, which is Chief Petty. Gotta love it. <laughs> and then um, when, I think one of the next games, the Tampa Bay Lightning played the Flyers and they had Gritty holding up the thick and tired of body shaming sign yeah well i think pat maroon has called himself before like fat pat but it's entirely different to talk about it with your own body than to have other people make comments about your body yeah definitely and like in a very negative yeah 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 like pat maroon seemed to be like embracing it as like yeah i'm a big guy i'm one of the bigger i'm a big hockey player i'm like yeah like Yeah, yeah it's different if he does it than if some other team's commentator, notorious for being biased, like questions his ability to do his job also because of the yeah. weight. But, you know, there is a lot of money for charity because of this. So that's that's a good way to deal with that. I always love that. Like it's I love it when 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 chair when, you know, it all ends up in, in lots of money for charity and good way to handle it. Good way to handle it. And and I just like doing it in Jack Edwards' name is like, it's still petty, which I love a little bit of petty. <laughs> but I also love some other ridiculous narratives like um Elvis Mishlikens, are you okay? Apparently not. Uh so that was last night's game, I think that this was after. Um yeah, because yeah, Corpy got hurt last night and so Elvis had to go in. And there was a moment towards the end of the game where it looked like Elvis got hurt. Like he made this ridiculous save and then oh no. he just the didn't oh no. look right. And it was like, great. So they asked him about it after the game and basically just said, oh yeah, like uh, he got my nuts real good. And the saga continues of goalies either not having proper uh, protective equipment or not having enough to protect their um sensitive bits yeah i was thinking maybe carter hard had some advice (laughs) that was yeah my first thought too like maybe he should reach out to carter hard about that i haven't seen carter have any issues with it lately so who knows maybe they finally got him to wear proper equipment maybe speaking of goalie equipment he had his hands down his pants all the time during games last season yeah but but that would be a nice seg towards other goalie equipment narrative. Um, Swedish monster, huge man goalie Magnus Hellberg. The man the man is like the man is gigantic. We talked about him last time about him and Grubauer doing the screening thing and making mm. Grubauer look like an absolute child. It was very mm-hmm. funny. Um, he has been claimed on waivers like three times this year. So in his stall, he has one parts of his gear is from. Seattle where he was going to start out then he got claimed by Ottawa so he has some Ottawa gear and then he went back to Seattle and now he's in Detroit so he has like gear for three different teams during practice the life of a traveling goalie that's so funny it's so funny but also will someone give the poor man a permanent home (laughs) is he still in Detroit I think he is but I just I feel like I, I haven't seen him pop up on waivers again (laughs) <laughs> I mean, so, I don't think so. I'm assuming he's still in Detroit, but I, I I'm I'm not confident enough to say anything about it. So I'm just gonna pull up my good friend Cap Friendly real quick to make sure Halberg is still. Oh, it says he's on a conditioning loan, so he might be in the AHL right now. Oh, so he might be Grand Rapids. Grand. But Rapids? he's still yeah, like on the roster for the Red Wings. 
Though, uh, if we're... Hmm? Oh, I was just going to segue into other weird hockey equipment, a.k.a. Oh, good. Me too. I was going to do the <laughs> Miles same thing. Wood and his wooden stick. Miles Wood goes retro. <laughs> like, oh. incredible. Going back to a wooden stick. Like, good for you if it works for you. But the funny part is that idiot is, like, not thinking enough to realize that you can't heat that thing up to get the curve right. The stick goes up and, well, stick, you know, sets on fire. Like, it's wood, Miles. Wood. I just know that Amanda Stein The fact that his name is Miles Wood makes it funnier. Amanda Stein had the best time watching this unfold, I'm sure. (laughs) Like... Just standing there, be like, I'm not gonna. Should I tell him? Is anyone right. Tell him? Like, I'm not gonna step in and tell him to not do this. I'm just gonna see what happens. I'm gonna see what happens and en- gonna enjoy it and maybe make sure the fire extinguisher was within reach. <laughs> I am sad that there are no uh, photos of this happening. Yeah, that would have been like the icing on the cake. Yeah. They never did say, like, I never saw any follow-up either, like, why no, he had like a wooden stick. Tweets, like, okay, where's the follow-up? Like, right. is everything in one piece? Is he still using a wooden stick? Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, sticks, apparently Mitch Marner, um, you know, we know people, people like, have uh, tape jobs or, like, have a little, have something on their tape, on their sticks. Mitch Marner has Z on his sticks. They asked him about it, and it's for his dog, Zeus. That video made me really emotional. Like, it probably would have if it had been any hockey player saying the stuff that he did. But the fact that it was Mitch Marner, who gets all of this shit from reporters and journalists and all everyone in hockey but just talking about how like it's a reminder to him of like he he doesn't have kids but he's got this dog this great part of his life his dog doesn't know like what he does who he is how important he is like his dog just thinks he's the best guy around and and i think that's what what you know what what some hockey players especially guys who get a lot of shit what they need like a little pepperoni who was like so happy to see you even if you had a shit game even if you were not having a great time like that dog is still gonna be so happy to see him that's so nice this is all happening while my asshole cat is chewing on my ipad oh pets are amazing pets are a <laughs> gift jess's cat is just like yump, chomp. it's just like chomping on the ipad i was thinking if we had more like hockey pets or animal content and the closest thing i've got is mickey and goofy Uh, i didn't actually see what this one was we know the abs are banged up um i think one of the abs reporters or abs people like was at at ball arena and like i think there was some kind of holiday on ice thing going on or some disney on ice Mm -hmm. and um the joke was that uh mickey and goofy were auditioning to be uh on the abs and uh we might need them because we have so many injuries Sounds about right. Very silly. We have so many silly, silly things. Oh, wait. Let's do my favorite silly one. Oh, I thought we were going to do a quick one and save the really good one for later. Okay. Quick one. Bruins hockey candle season. Holiday candle season. They're just like me. Um, So they did their big, like, um, they go out every year and they shop. I think they shop for, like, families or kids and they always have a big video that comes out. And part of 
the video that they put out this year, like a TikTok, was just one of the guys, I forget who it was now, um, just sniffing candles and reacting to candles inside Target. And I just relate to that on such a personal level. Uh, one, candles, and two, Target. So I, it made me laugh when I saw it. I'm too European. I'm too European. <laughs> I'm too European for Target. I'm sorry. You'll never know how special it is. I've been in a Target. It's just like maybe once. Or was that a Walmart? <laughs> like it's. Oh, they're. It all different. feels the same to me, and I know it's different, but it all feels the same to me. I'm. I'm pretty sure you can get games at a Target too, right? Like board games. You can. Would you be able to get, say, Lords uh... of Catan? <laughs> yeah, Target is probably one of the stores where uh, either Jamie or Trevor had to run in a panic to buy a new copy of, of Catan. Yes, y'all, we have some Ducks lore for you. Some fun Ducks rookie lore. Allie Lazoff is killing it this year uh, with duck stories. She's the same one who brought us the hot sauce thing. Uh, I know we've talked about another one that we, she did last week. So she is just bringing the best content. And this time, she happened to see one of the rookies carrying um, Settler. Regenda, right? Yeah. So Regenda is carrying this board game. And she asked him about it. Uh, because she, that's just who she is. And apparently carrying this board game is a rookie duty. So this year... Uh, it's been Mason McTavis and Regenda carrying it and gave us some great content of what it was like last year. The lore of Jamie, Drysdale, and Trevor Zegris being responsible for anything <sighs> at all and, and being really, really bad at it, really. I just... Trevor Zegris having two copies at any time in his car and Jamie having to buy a version because he didn't remember it and then left the new one at the restaurant they were at and had to go back and get it it's just i don't know of all the things you can ask of your rookies i think this might be one of the funniest things yeah and it's like it's not any like weird gross hazing shit it's just really fucking funny like it's all in good fun and like they're not allowed I say that in quotations to play but one I can't see either of them playing that game I don't even have the type of concentration for that game so like I can't imagine them playing it that is definitely Trevor be fidgeting within like five minutes (laughs) it's not for them um but I do love so which Strome is with them now Ryan Ryan yeah Ryan Strome um upon being brought into the team bought the expansion pack and now he has automatically been added to the Catan crew so i really like being that. like yeah i've been added to this team i would like to be added to your crew right your crew like, you oh, say the board game crew <laughs> so ryan strome he does it all playing Catan, fighting brady kachuk he does it all <laughs> Yeah. Speaking Hats of uh, Ali for bringing us like great ducks content, yeah. I hope she keeps it up. I like her. Oh please, we want more of this every week, please and thank yep. you. Though speaking of hockey players fighting, we also have hockey players fighting on the internet. Damon Severson coming for some uh, village idiots. 
I didn't even understand what was happening in this. I guess I didn't look at it that close. So these people are arguing about this on Twitter, being like, oh, he's, I think he had a great night. No, I think he had a terrible night, blah, blah, blah. And out of nowhere, actual Damon Severson comes in and calls the person saying he had a terrible night a village idiot. He calls him a vintage idiot. Vintage. Aw, man, I wanted to say the village idiot, but sad. <laughs> sad. That's... I I love a hockey who name searches. I wonder if they, like, just have seen Jake Voracek do it so much and reply to people <laughs> that they're like, well, if, if Jake can do it, we all can do it. Um, if Damon Severson can do it, Brad Marchand can do it. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, I, th- th- I did not expect this one. So a sports reporter was commenting on John Dersey being booed in Toronto. Um, and like, uh, I can't believe it's even louder than Brad Marchand uh, in Toronto. And then Brad fucking Marchand like comments on it being like, oh, that's because. <laughs> that's because I'm a rocket. I love Brad Are you Marchand. Brad? Are you really? I mean, I admire the confidence. Him, him shirtless. He he's got a body under there. I'll give it to him. I just, I just love like he probably name searched, but also just out of nowhere in the middle of the yeah, too funny. Uh oh. Okay, maybe we're okay. Hmm? I heard the neighbor smoke alarm going off, which means pancakes about to come up here. Oh. oh. Well, um, we are about to be joined by our special dog reporter, Pancake. <laughs> uh, Pancake has many opinions on the wingman game, Kreider and Zabanajad. Oh, she definitely would. She would love them. Um, they teased they asked, this a while they back. Asked about cats, but I think they asked no. them about. I'm pretty sure. So they teased this a while back because I remember the clip of. Don't they ask them like what they're most like different about or something? Yeah, and they both say nothing. Yeah, or something like that. And I remember seeing that clip before, and I'd definitely forgotten about this video. Um. But yeah, basically, like, what do you like? Who who takes longer called? doing their hair in the mornings? It's very newlywed game. It was very newlywed funny. game. I couldn't think yeah. of what it was called, but yeah, they finally put the whole thing out. Just the two of them. Honestly, I hope there's more. I feel like there could be like episodes of this. I mean, considering it's only like a minute and thirty seconds, yeah. there has to be. Hopefully, there's a whole. Who series. knows what else they ask them? It's it's too funny. <laughs> Speaking of uh, funny uh, hockey content that we have seen earlier, but are going to come back to Hank Green and hockey Twitter. <laughs> I forgot we had an update on this. Well, mostly. Well, we I think we discovered Hank Green is a Seattle Kraken fan. He was very mm. heavily interacting with uh, Seattle Kraken Twitter. Um, mm. And he very proudly said that Seattle hadn't lost a game since he called out Matthew Kachuk on Twitter. To which Jess said, did you, you were the one who said it was like, oh, wouldn't it be? No, I summoned this. Wait a second. I think you did. I brought the tweet in and you, you brought, said, well, so, so wouldn't Jess it be this funny? Tweet into our, into our, um, our, our discord, uh, for the pod. And I was like, oh man, um, they're playing at that point, they're playing the Panthers next. Wouldn't it be funny if that's the game that ends the end, then the Panthers won, and they did indeed end the winning streak. 
Um, Hank Green was not very pleased about that on Twitter, but it was very funny to me. He must have deleted the tweet about the Kraken and Matthew Kachuk, too. Because it's gone. No. Serial tweet deleter. Hank Green, you coward. Right. Getting embarrassed. Oh, right. That's another cease and desist. Yep. We're collecting them. Nah. I don't think you can get to Hank Green. He's been on the internet too long. Yeah, he's seen it all. (laughs) I do have one other little uh, weird stats thing. Uh, This popped up during the Avs game, so all I've got is like a weird screenshot. Uh, For the past four or five seasons, after 20 games, the Avs record looks almost identical. They're like 12-7-1, 12-7-1, 12-6-2, like almost identical for several seasons in a row. It's ridiculous. Like, Interesting. They were like, let's repeat this. It worked out so well last year. And then, <laughs> you know, everyone started dying. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it was so funny to me. Like, what? Oh, poor baby. Oh, Pancake has opinions. Um, she's just upset. Yeah. Pancake is very upset that she doesn't get to talk about Turcotte's first goal. <laughs> uh, Turhati. I can't, still um, can't believe yeah. they called him that. I yeah, cannot so- believe that the official team Twitter <laughs> said Turhati. I, like, obviously wasn't watching the Ontario Reigns game. It's too hard to watch AHL games, but... Turcotte, Alex Turcotte has finally made his way back. Uh, he's been battling back from concussion issues and yeah. he played his first game and he has now gotten his first goal in his first game back and they, instead of calling him by his regular name, decided to go with Turhati. Look, I know his name is Turcotte, but like, Turkhot, yes, sure. But, oh my god. <laughs> I died when I saw it. Yeah, like, Jess shared this with us, and we immediately, like, cracked the fuck up about it, and we're like, we have to, we have to talk about this. We did Um, have a moment of, like, can we call him Turhati? And I was like, well, if they did it, we can do it, so. So, congrats to Turhati for his (laughs) first goal of the season. Glad to see him back. I hope he gets called up soon. Yeah. Can finally make, make his way to the NHL. Yeah. He deserves it. Speaking of people deserving all of their accolades, Marie-Philippe Poulain is the Canadian Athlete of the Year. MPP. The MPP, MVP. the GOAT. I'm so yeah. happy for her. I mean, and she deserves it. Like, like, ridiculous. Like, everyone talks up all these male hockey players and male athletes, but, like, she is at a level in her sport that no one is getting close to. And she's, like, won titles, she's won games, she's put up points in crucial moments, and she deserves everything, like, honestly. Even this past year, it's just been an insane year for her. Yeah. At the Olympics, at Worlds, so. Yeah. Pancake! Oh my god. Pancake was like, I heard... Pancake was like, like, I heard that we were now going to talk about 6-9, and I thought that's really funny, so I'm just going to join the pod for this. Thank you, Pancake. Uh, oh my god. Y'all can't see this, but Pancake is like trying to basically get on top of Jess right now. She is. The neighbors set off the smoke alarm, which they do every day, and she's very upset about it. But yeah, uh, so 
Boston College, Boston University played game last night. And which is always like that's rivalry, man. Yeah. So it was just goal after goal after goal. I wasn't watching. A friend of mine was and they were messaging me the whole time. Uh, Finally ended uh, 6-9, which was a loss for BU. Um, But somebody on Twitter did point out the 6-9 scoreline commemorates BU's win of the 69th Beanpot last season. So they at least uh, found a positive from their loss there. Nice. Besides besides the score. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love when people come up with that weird stuff like that. That's good. And also, like, for college hockey, I mean, I'm sure those guys were uh, making jokes all night. Oh, yeah. All night long. Did you just really want to join the podcast, Pancake? Well, Pancake, will you tell us what games you're looking forward to? She says, any game that doesn't keep my mom up past 9 p.m., that's bedtime. Mm, That's going to (laughs) be rough. Well, I mean, I think World Juniors is about to be good then because those games are, that's a different time zone. So it should be done relatively early because I looked at the game times and I was like, only a five hour difference for me. This is amazing. Yeah, like I think most the, of the last the last game of the day starts at um I think 6:30 EST. So that's 12:30 uh, a.m. for me, which is half I an think hour before Canada's most NHL games. Canada's games might be at like 7 or 7:30 Eastern time. No, 6 7:30. 7:30 sure? local time. Yeah, cuz it's in Nova Scotia. So it's 7:30 local time, which is 6:30. I'll have to I look think. again. I had 7 written down for most of them for Canada. Because they keep theirs prime time. Uh, let me see. Um, Team USA games are earlier. I think they've got some like three and four o'clock games. Eastern yeah, which time. honestly, not that I'm excited to watch Team USA at all, but I'm I'm excited to just watch hockey, extra hockey over the holidays at European <laughs> friendly times. I do love World Juniors. I'm very excited. We do finally have confirmation that Connor Bedard, Shane Wright, and Adam Fantilli are all going to be there. Yes. So far at camp, they haven't been on the fir- the same line together, but I have to assume at some point they will uh, because that's just a monster line to have. Yeah. And there's some no, just- interesting choices for Canada. Uh, I won't go too deep into it until we get the final roster, but yeah. I'm very excited. I looked at the times and literally, like, Canada plays the 7.30 games, but that's 7.30 local time. And since that's not EST, it's 6.30 EST. Does that make sense? It's only a five-hour difference for me instead of six, so. The IIHF website is so hard for me to understand sometimes because there's, like, so many different things written on there. Yeah, you have to get to the specific (laughs) tournament page and then... Yeah. I'll have to look at it later. Either way, it's decently timed hockey. hockey. Lots of Euro-friendly times. I'm very happy. Um, I'm ready to adopt some new Blorbos, I guess. <laughs> or adopt the same ones, some more high Connor Bedard. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see what crazy uh, narratives uh, come out of this one. We'll see if we can make Puff sing some goal songs next time. Uh, since uh, people actually let us know that they'd want us to do that again. So I, I would be game. <laughs> Puff might not be. We'll keep an eye out. If there's some good ones, we'll we'll consider yeah. it. Exactly. 
and in the in the meantime, uh, for the rest of the year, we do have some NHL games to look forward to as well. Um, the first one that's coming up is actually Anaheim versus Montreal. Um, on the fifteenth, uh, Jess put this one up because it's actually a national team development program reunion. Yeah, I meant to look. I can't remember because I know last year when Montreal played Anaheim, that was when Cole was with Laval. So I don't, I can't remember if they've played each other this season, if those two have played against each other so far and I've just missed it. They have, but I can, I meant to look and then I got distracted. But either way, either way, going head to head again. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's always a good good reunion i was just looking at pictures um because of cole uh, not cole cam york being called up i was looking at pictures of the ducks philly game that i went to and uh, oh, yeah. cam and trevor like uh at a face-off lined up against each other and i was like uh i love it when they're all reunited like that so the boys the boys and then well we have a less pleasant reunion maybe uh buffalo versus vegas the sequel on monday december 19th um the last one was in buffalo so i'm assuming this one is in vegas so less booze for jack eichel uh if he's done with the bubble face bubble at that point probably not yeah i think he's got like an ankle injury too i think that's what's actually keeping him day to day yeah no he played last night he did last game but yeah, yeah he's got against philly something else play. going on so he was out and then he was back in and now he's out yeah we'll see so many injuries y'all so many but uh, i still think buffalo oh vegas God. is is going to be an interesting matchup especially because you know there are players that went both ways i'm not sure if like alex talk has been back to vegas since the trade i know they played each other but i oh, think yeah, that was yeah. in buffalo I keep forgetting that Alex Tuck just hasn't been with Buffalo forever because he has like, he fits in so well with that team. And I hate that I know this about the Sabres. I hate that I've been following them close enough this season to know. Um, But he is like the perfect fit with them. And he like just watching him interact with some of the younger guys, especially with like Jack Quinn. I I just, I don't know. There's something special there. I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's always fun to watch. I mean, with Buffalo, you never know if it's going to be like nine to four or, <laughs> you know, a five two loss. You just don't know, which is also part of the fun. Yeah. Uh, and then we have another Battle of Alberta right after Christmas on Tuesday, December 27th. Um, I'm, I'm still a little less excited about the Battle of Alberta this year, but the Flames aren't. How do I say this? The Flames aren't as good this year after they were, like, do, do, doing the whole I'm better off without you thing so hard earlier this season. Like They, they did the whole... feel like they haven't been able to just, like, figure out their new team. Like, it, yeah. something just has not clicked for them yet. And, and I it's... feel like it is almost mid-December and I don't know that it's going to click for them this season, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, and, and parts of it are clicking well, but it's not the parts with the new players. Yeah, there's just, I don't know. And and to be fair, like Jacob Markstrom hasn't been having a great year either. Uh, Dan Vladar has been doing really well, which I'm I'm so proud of that boy. But like, 
I don't think they've figured out line combinations. They're, they don't have that incredible top line that they did last year, and they relied so hard on that incredible top line last year. Well, it just doesn't feel like there's any chemistry there. No. Like, it, it, it didn't work uh, with Huberto and Lindholm, and then they separated them, and then that didn't work either. So they put them back together to be like, well, this is the option we have. Yeah. I don't know. Um, not Nas could always stir up some shit for the Battle of Alberta. That's always going to be interesting. He's playing the Leafs again tonight. That should be fun. Oh, nice. I, haven't, and, I feel like I haven't heard much about him. No, he went. He he started off real good, and then he went quiet for a bit. And you never know with Nas and Kadri because he can be a bit streaky. Yeah. And and he is with on. I think he's still on the line with Manjapate, who is one of the streakiest players. Like, he will score five <laughs> goals in four games and then not score for five games. So, yeah, huh. we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Flames have it quite figured out yet. But then again, sometimes I don't know if the Oilers have too. So that's going to make a Battle of Alberta interesting. Like, yeah. you can... Um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel can, can try to outscore a whole lot of stuff. But Jack Campbell doesn't have it figured out either. Stuart Skinner has it figured out, it seems. But... Who would have guessed? Yeah. I want a battle of the backups for the Battle of Alberta. I want Vladar versus Skinner. <laughs> Let's go. And I want a goalie fight, but now nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> that could be entertaining. I don't think they would. I think Jacob Markstrom would. Maybe. Put Jack it Campbell on, would not. on Hockey Night in Canada and you got gold. No, um, I'm still kind of excited for the rematch of uh, Buffalo and Columbus. They play again later this month. I'm still yeah. toying with the idea of going um, to the game. Is it in, in Columbus again? Yeah. So both of those games, Columbus has had a really weird schedule where it seems like the teams that should be home and home teams are in Columbus for their games. So, um, I mean, maybe yeah, the, maybe, they play, maybe they play them like three times and two of them it are could in Columbus. Be. Yeah, I have that week off work. And tickets have still been right after Christmas, super cheap. Um, so I'm toying. I think I would have to go alone, but your mom doesn't want to go. She works in the evenings, so in order for her to go, she has to take off work and like the she doesn't get paid time off. So yeah, I mean, I I was gonna say I would go with you, but I wouldn't fucking (laughs) canon, and also the being on a different continent, right. Yeah, it might be a little challenging. Yeah. Sad. But no, I'll either watch it from home or I don't know. We'll see. But I'm very excited I... to see them come back. It should be a good rematch after that. that yeah, a ridiculous game. So. What I forgot to put on the games we're looking forward to list. I am going to a hockey game. Oh, yeah. You're going to I'm an going outdoor to a game. hockey game. I'm it's outdoors, be, right? I'm going to be freezing my ass off in Cologne in less than two weeks i'm so excited exciting i hope i hope i have my voice back by then because um the friend i'm going with it has so many passionate german hockey chants that's gonna be really fun i'm looking forward to it so it's cologne versus uh bremerhaven um should be fun we'll see uh so that's my uh, hockey game i'm looking forward to actual hockey game in person haven't been to a hockey game since may last year so that's fun I've never been to an outdoor game. 
I've wanted to go and I might catch Mich- University of Michigan has one uh, in like February yeah. and I might try to go, but I've always wanted to go to an outdoor game. It seems very yeah, cold, like but very fun. Anxiously checking the weather because it's just. Yeah. Lots of layers. Yeah. It's going to be about minus two Celsius at night. I don't know what that is in freedom degrees. Um, Yeah, so that's most of the games we're looking forward to. I did put Toronto versus Arizona on the list because that is never not a crazy time. (laughs) Arizona beat the Bruins last night. That was fucking awesome. Like, huh. The Bruins had before this game. The Bruins had lost three games in regulation all year, and now they've lost four, and one of them is Arizona. Did you see that that there was like a major fight in the stands at that game last night? No. Yeah, I'll have to see. I'll have to send you the link. I wasn't gonna like share it in the the big server. Um, Yeah, yeah, there was like a big crowd. Was this at Mullet Arena or was it? Yeah, at TD Garden. Mullet. Oh. Oh, they're finally home again. They had the longest yeah. fucking road trip, like fourteen games. What what a, what a way to come home, right? For all four thousand six hundred people in the <laughs> sold out. Right, comets have double that attendance regularly. Yeah. Anyways, you got anything else? No, that's about the games we're looking forward to, and that's going to be our episode, and then we'll record another one uh, next week, which you'll be able to hear after Christmas. Yeah, and then nothing we'll will change another... for, for the listeners schedule-wise, just for us, so yeah, all good. All good. We're just trying to not, not to overwork just during the holidays. In the meantime, you can sad. find us on social media, uh, omgtwtpod on Twitter. Or OMG, they were teammates at gmail.com. Um, or you can just drop into our Discord DMs, I guess, if you're some of our other listeners. Oh, yeah. uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. See ya. See ya soon. Or hear ya. Well, oh, we see you. I see you. All of you. <laughs>